This is Mark Sevy with PodPoints. We are here uh, to wish you a happy holidays, whatever uh, holiday you're listening this to this. Uh, we're coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Seems so impossible, but at least this year, I think most people are going to be attending parties, which is great. Uh, speaking of parties, I have a my co-host is a party all the time. His name is Christopher Tires. <laughs> And, uh, he's got a, he's got a, he's a quite an accomplished author and screenwriter and article writer and all that other writer stuff. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing fine, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Well, I mean, I've been having computer problems. So I'm, I, uh, as you know, I mean, I, yeah. we started the podcast and then the, uh, my, my PC crashed. So, so I'm hoping I'm on a different PC. So I'm hoping for the best. But anyway, Chris has a, um, author page on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Smashwords, Goodreads. And all fine, um, all fine stores, uh, whatever, whatever uh, bookstores in in the world, uh, bookshops. And he's also he, he, his last book, uh, Silk and Swords, dropped not too long ago. It's still of it's of course available on Amazon. Uh, I recommend Chris as an author highly. He's extremely entertaining. So uh, and also just his stuff is so I I don't know how you do it. I mean you just you just emerge into the world that you've created, which is, uh, that's quite a, quite a talent. Of course, you've been doing it for how, how many years? Two, three years, something like yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 18 months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I understand you've got a new article with, uh, creative screenwriting. Yeah. It's creative screenwriting magazine just dropped, um, my, article on on tropes stereotypes archetypes um etc and the, it's they dropped part one of one of one of two but it says part one of one so if you're if you go to read it i'll put the link in the show notes but if you go to read it and it says part one of one don't believe them it's a uh, part one of two there's a another half of the article that they didn't publish which is fine except i wish they would just put somewhere that this is First of all, not put that it's part one of one because it isn't, but also put, you know, stay tuned for part two or something like that. Yeah. So. What have you been watching lately? Anything uh, interesting? Well, uh, a few things. I w- saw Red Notice. Oh, yeah. I want it. That's on the list. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I saw the first season of Mr. Mercedes. Oh. Based, based on the Stephen King novel. Uh-huh. And uh and I also watched Those Who Wish Me Dead. Those Who Wish Me Dead, okay. Yeah, it's an early film that was written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. Oh yeah. Okay. And stars Angelina Jolie. Okay. Yeah, I like you and I both like Ter- Taylor Sheridan. He's a good yes. good writer, director. There's a lot of good stuff with the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, we watched, uh, for class, we watched, um, Romancing the Stone, which was always a treat. And then, yes. and then the only other thing I've been really been watching is Dexter. Uh, I'm uh, trying to, I'm going through the seasons again and it's surprising uh-huh. how much you forget, you know, so, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a good review. That's pretty much it. I don't, I, I usually am exploring more, but I'm going to definitely, uh, do the, what, what is it? Red zone? Um, red notice, red notice, red notice. Yes. And, uh, is Mr. Mercedes on Netflix or Amazon? Uh, Peacock. Peacock. Okay. Which I don't have. And how about those who wish me dead? I think that was Netflix. Okay. Well, if you I guys, 
Okay. Well, I mean, check it out. There, it's always easy to find. I, I'll yeah. tell you what, streaming these days is just insane. I just, yes. I can't even cope with it. Uh, how, how many options you have every night. And you know what? It's funny, but you, do you, do you do this? Do you get like a, a taste for something and you, you don't, even though you love this program, you don't want to watch it that night or you don't want to like, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's weird. And I can't believe this. There's sometimes I turn on the TV and I'm going, there's nothing I want to watch, <laughs> you know, and there's only a hundred thousand programs. Yeah. How could on. that possibly be the Dude. case? Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, you, so check out some of the, the options that you have. Uh, also, if you want to throw us a note, on what you're watching or uh, questions or anything like that, you can reach us at plotpoints.com. Well, I mean, we're on iTunes, uh, Amazon, Google, she's about every podcast uh, company in the world. Plus I set up a website for the podcast where you can actually listen to the podcast. If you don't want to download um, any, anything from iTunes or whatever, but it's called it's plotpoints.com or you can just call us at 919 scripts, which is 991919-727-4787. Uh, leave a message. That's a Google voice number. So nobody answers, but, um, it'll be, it'll, it'll take a, re, uh, a message if you, uh, if you leave one. So. Okay. So Chris, are you work? I know, I know what you're working on, but why don't you tell the folks what, uh, what you've been doing? I want to write a screenplay yeah and that's what i'm working on and i've right. come up with i think a pretty good idea i love um, your concept yeah but i have been reworking and reworking and reworking the opening mm. because it it wasn't there now i think i may be on the right track okay so you're moving, you'll be moving. You're, you're pretty Forward. quick too. Yeah. I mean, once you get, once you get, once you get the scent. Yes. Um, so, you know, this kind of goes into something I call in my book, the contract with the audience, which is the opening of the, of the movie or the TV series or whatever and, uh -huh. and setting up certain expectations. And I think writers want to get that right because we want to be able to move into the story without having to worry about, is it set up correctly? Yes. Um, now you've, well, we have, we have some interesting, we have an interesting, you, you came up with an, a, an interesting Rod Serling commentary. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, okay. for myself, I mean, I'm still working on my book. I've been adding pages, unfortunately, not, not deleting pages, which, which is okay, I guess. I mean, if somebody's going to buy the book, they're going to, they're going to invest the time in it. I just worry that it's going to be, too, you know, it's going to be too much. So, uh, and then, um, I, I do have another article due for a final draft that I have to work on, but, uh, but you know, it's, I love, I really love writing those articles, but it is, it's, it's time consuming. Um, yes. I read something the other day about a, it was a quote about a person who researches for two days to find one item, one small item to use in an article that that is you know then you know just small part of a 2000 word article and that's uh -huh. what the hell did i do the other day i was trying to anyway uh, but that's the same i'm sure you did that when you were writing your articles yeah. uh you know you went in and you tried to find that one moment or something oh i what was it what the hell was oh it was 
I was writing about Mission Impossible, and I could remember oh. this one scene in one of them where his wife is killed in the beginning. Yeah. Could you think I could find that moment? I mean, I knew when it, I knew it was in there. I just wanted to make sure it was Mission Impossible Three for anybody who wants oh. to know. Anyway, it, I, it took me hours to find to find that that it wasn't yeah. in a script. And anyway, so. We came up with um, an, an interesting list this time. It, we, we didn't go with holiday movies. We'll probably go with holiday movies toward Christmas, but ho- ho- or Thanksgiving is coming along. And uh, obviously, that's an inspirational time for a lot of people. Families gather and, and uh, friends and stuff. A lot of people having a friendversary this year. I, I see more friendversaries instead oh. of th- your friend giving, friends giving. Yeah. Uh, than Thanksgivings. So, um, but anyway, I, I, we limited it from 1990 to 2021. So Chris, you want to give us your list uh, of our feel good movies, feel good movies from 1990 to 2021 that aren't holiday movies, by the way, right. no holiday. Movie. We're not allowed to use holiday movies. Okay. All right, go ahead. Uh, the first feel good movie I came up with is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah, the the new one. The new one, not the sequel, but the new new one. The first the one with Dwayne Johnson and Jack Black. Right, the first reboot uh, yes. of Jumanji. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I came up with Hidden Figures. Yeah, I think that's going to be on everybody's list. Yes. And uh, then Wally. What? Oh, Wally! Really? Wally. Yeah. Nice. nice I, that movie feel, makes me feel good. Ah, okay. As does the next one, The Rocketeer. Oh, God, what a great movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a feel-good movie. Yeah, I'm going to have to assign that to class. I, I yeah. love that film. So, And in the number one spot, it's the Toy Story series. Okay, that's that's viable. Absolutely. Toy Story, you know, it has a lot of great uh, – and, and it's core. It's it's inspirational, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Feel-good. Those are good choices. I mean, it's odd. I mean, I agree with every one of your choices, but I picked, except for one, I picked a completely different list. So, so I'll start in in no particular order. I'll start with hidden figures. Um, because I loved that film. I I pretty much love any film that has to do with outer space. Um, (laughs) I would have picked the right stuff, but it was out of our range, our date range. The second one I, that I came up with was October sky. Okay. Uh, which told the story of an, a NASA engineer. It was called the, um, the, I can't remember the, the original title, but it was about an engine. It was based on a true story. Goodwill Hunting made the list for me. Seabiscuit. I loved that movie too. Yes. Yes. Excellent movie. And an odd, odd choice for me, not necessarily odd. I really enjoyed the, the, this movie, Aaron Brockovich. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, which was just, you know, when you think about what she accomplished and the, and so, you know, the funny thing for me is one, two, uh, three, four, four of the five movies are based in true stories. Now I have a kind of a weird addendum to this, which is when the Kurt Warner football story comes out, I'm sure I'm going to, if you know anything about Kurt Warner, who was, who is a, uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback who played for the Rams, uh, you're going to want to see his movie. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be well done and it's a, it's an insp- it's a totally inspirational story. So 
So if that had been out, I'm sure I would have added that to the list, but it's not out yet. I don't know what's out. It's in post-production of some sort. So. Plot Points Podcast, we come to you bi-monthly, and uh, you can reach us at plotpoints.com on iTunes, Amazon, Google, etc., etc., or at 919scripts, which is 919-727-4787. That's a phone number that's associated with the show. I'm here with my good friend and uh, sometimes collaborating partner, Christopher Stiers, christopherstiers.com. You can uh, reach him uh, at his website uh, if you want to give him a a shout out for his great work on on the Thurian uh, Chronicles, uh, which has to do with a world that he created and ri- has written several novellas and books about. And uh, anything else you want to mention, Chris, about uh, your work or anything like that? No, I, not no. this time. Okay. Thank you for all the high fives. Yeah, no, I well, I mean, I enjoy. Look, I, I you know, I'm honored to 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 know you as a friend, uh, even though. Me too. Well, thank you, thank you. I mean, even though you haven't done much in script writing, we, you and I had a, a, a script option uh, back in the day. It was a while yeah. ago. Too bad that never went. That would have been a good little little film. So yes. we're going to actually time. Let's see what. Where are we at here? We we're we're pretty much up against it. So instead of a, an inspirational quote, you came across something that. Um, Rod, Rod Serling, if you don't know who he is, he's Chris and I, one of Chris and I's favorite authors, uh, writers. He's responsible for The Twilight Zone and several Emmy Award winning uh, plays like Marty and uh, Requiem for a Heavyweight. Uh, God, just an incredible writer, a writer's writer, if, if you would. But yet he started such a such an amazing he's like, you know, Gene Roddenberry with Star Trek or. Yeah. Any of those guys. Um, but you like him very much, I'm sure, as yes. I do. So tell us a little bit. This came up in class. We were talking about uh, how difficult it is to sometimes get your your first act right. And Chris was was feeling that very much. What did what what quote did you come up with with well, Rod? I discovered that when he was adapting the novel Planet of the Apes in mm-hmm. the screenplay. Mm-hmm that he admitted he spent well over a year and went through 30 to 40 drafts. Oh, my. Trying to get it into a workable screenplay. Well, I'm shocked that they allowed him all that time, right? Yeah. If he was under assignment. But, but I mean, have so you obviously have a, a sense of what – I mean, you haven't been working on your opening for a year, but it's been yeah. – oh. Been months, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know what to tell people about this. I think if you like with Chris, I'm fully in supportive of him trying it over and over again because his concept is so amazing. Um, but there are, I can't tell you how many times I've started and couldn't knock the first act and just you know moved on to something else. Don't get so wrapped up in something that you. Uh, we have a another a student in in the script writing class that is that has had quite a bit of trouble getting his first act right so anyway it, it is a it is kind of frustrating but it's also a sign of a professional that you that you do want to get it right and you do want to you know you it's within your grasp or within your reach it's just not within your grasp i mean how do you feel about all that chris do you do you support that uh, kind of stick to it yes you want to get it right right 
and you know when it's not working. Right. And to try some different things, go, what if I try this? What if we do this? What if I go left instead of right? And when it finally comes together, oh, it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. When you finally get it right, it is yeah. a great feeling. So, but the, the downside of this obviously is, okay, so Rod Serling could afford to spend a year writing, uh, by, by the time he hit Planet of the Apes, he was an extremely well-established writer. Uh, he was being paid for it, which is another motivation. But so what's the second part of that? Uh, the downside. After he turned in his, uh, final screenplay. Uh huh. The studio hired, uh, writer Michael Wilson to do another rewrite. Jeez. <laughs> now, I, I would, did, did you read any further into that as to what they changed? Did there, was there a reason? I, I saw, yeah, I saw a little bit. What they talked about was definitely Wilson's influence uh-huh. in a couple of areas. One, I think, was probably the studio's insistence. Mm-hmm. But uh, they said a lot of it remained Rod Serling. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they, they did say that even though he did 40 drafts, the ending of the movie never changed. Oh, well, the yeah. And if you haven't seen the original Charlton Heston, Planet of the Apes, we won't spoil it for you, but you definitely should check it out. So, Well, they said... Uh, one thing they knew Wilson added to it is the trial scene mm-hmm. because they said he was a blacklisted writer mm-hmm. and he based that scene on some of his personal experience. Wow. Okay. That and they said that uh, in Serling's drafts, the eight cities were cities with skyscrapers and automobiles mm-hmm. and they had wilson change that where they weren't that far along in their industrial re- resolution revolution yeah revolution. Um, they yeah. were on horse they were on horseback right horseback wagons and uh they had firearms right but but, uh, but a more a more like a sick a 17th or 18th century yeah or 19, maybe an early 19th century. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Well, look, um, the bottom line here is if you have the time and the inclination, go ahead and write as many drafts as you need to Uh do what you feel. I mean, I don't, I don't say anyone, for me, it's not a matter of, uh, sticking to it until I get it right, unless I'm being paid for it. And otherwise I'm just going to, I'm just going to move on to the next project. I always have way more ideas than I do time to write them. (laughs) Anyway, well, listen, we're, we're about done here. Chris, thank you again for, uh, for for sitting in as, uh, as co-pilot on the, Uh on the podcast. My thanks to Christopher Styers, who, who has a website at ChristopherStyers.com. He's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Smashwords, Goodreads, all those places for his novels. He is also a screenwriter in, in both, you know, experience and both in training. You're, you're still working on getting all that right, which is great. I, I love that about you. And I'm Mark Sevy. I, uh, you can find a lot of my stuff online and uh, I am one of the co-founders of OC Screenwriters. So there you can go there. 
But um, call us at 919-SCRIPTS, uh, which is 919-727-4787, or visit us at plotpoints.com or anywhere fine podcasts are hosted. For myself, for Chris, for everybody at OC Screenwriters, be inspired and do good work.